You're listening to BNF Podcast, where we integrate actionable interventions, intuitive therapy tools, mindfulness, and technology for today's modern mental health therapist. Each week, we take a closer look at a niche population as it relates to our monthly theme. Each episode is pre-recorded as part of a live continuing education lecture with online CEUs available at mytherapies.org slash BNF. I'm your host, April Neff, LMSW and private practice therapist. Welcome to today's episode of BNF. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. This is the special surprise episode of the BNF podcast. For us, it's the middle of June. For you, it's the middle of July. And I brought you a special guest. Now, our theme for this month is anxiety. And I have brought for you Jennifer Agee from Kansas City. Um, she's a licensed clinical professional counselor who's been in practice for 18 years. She's the founder of Counseling Community, Inc., an online directory to find a therapist in the greater Kansas City area. She runs a successful private practice in Overland Park and was recently elected as president of the Kansas Counseling Association's Mental Health Counseling Division. She's passionate about collaboration and growth within the counseling field and is supporting one another to best serve her clients and community. She has a heart for teaching and sharing all that she's learned with all her years of practice. The bulk of her private practice focuses on working with individuals struggling with anxiety and depression, which makes her a wonderful special guest for us. In addition to traditional counseling services, she offers mindfulness, hypnotherapy, EMDR, and supervises other mental health professionals as they work towards earning their clinical license. Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Okay, so this month's topic is anxiety. Could you tell me a little bit about your personal and your professional experience? Absolutely. I have been helping people conquer anxiety for over 18 years, and I have a heart and a passion for seeing people live their best life. And I found anxiety is so often a robber of peace and joy in people's life. It's a privilege to walk alongside people as they begin to reclaim their life back from anxiety. Mm, that's so touching. I think it's important for people to understand that not all anxiety is bad anxiety. For example, you get a little anxious before company comes over and it, and it kind of gives you a bit of energy to clean the house and get things done. Or a little bit of anxiety before a test keeps you on your toes, keeps you on your A-game. So not all anxiety is bad anxiety. And vilifying or getting rid of anxiety really is never the goal and should not be the goal. Um, when you're trying to work on your anxiety. I totally agree with you. I can totally see how there's different types of stress, right? There's eustress and there's distress. And we can't get rid of stress. Stress uh -huh. is just a part of waking up every day. Absolutely. It's what gets us out of bed. Absolutely. And understanding that that anxiety is just a part of the healthy range of emotions that humans have, you can start to understand that you can feel anxious and still function and be productive in accomplishing your goals because you've already done it. You've done it all throughout your life. So when I think of anxiety, one of the first things that I talk to people about is how what you focus on gets bigger. Mm. So when you're focusing on your anxious thoughts, which are usually never good, they're not telling you a good story. Oh my gosh, everybody always asks about those ruminating thoughts. Absolutely. But when you focus on them, they start to take up all the space in your in your brain. So an example I give to people all the time is, remember in high school when you'd get a zit? 
right? That's a common experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone's had it. And once you notice it in the morning and you can feel it kind of erupting on your face all throughout the day, that's the only thing you're really aware of, especially as a girl. <laughs> like We're right. super aware that there's something happening on our face. We think everybody's staring at it. The spotlight effect. The spotlight effect, exactly. Like we could be wearing the most rocking outfit ever, but we think all anyone is ever seeing of us throughout the whole day is this zit on our face. Anxiety gets to be the same way. When we start over-focusing on those ruminating thoughts, they take up more and more space, which prevents you from seeing all the really wonderful things that are going on around you, mm. the good relationships you could have at work, um, or going to the lunchroom and talking to your coworkers on break, or whatever it is, that anxiety kind of holds you back because you're over-focused on all of the negative thoughts that are coming your way. That sounds really, really great, and I love that. Let's talk a little bit more about your experience as a group practitioner. Sure. So I um, I run a solo practice, but I'm in with a bunch of other therapists, which has been key to my own mental health. Because, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, because this job can be a lonely job if you're not around other people. Oh. And so we share space. We share core values. We all share far, uh, um, a heart for teaching and raising up the next generation of therapists so we kind of have that common goal thing going on mm. and it also makes our rent a lot cheaper i get a way nicer space <laughs> for less money so it works out oh in a God, lot of ways yeah, you have a gorgeous space i love the conference room very nice yeah i love it okay so talk to me a little bit about the culture you were just telling me how great it was that you guys had these core values and that way you know it's not a hard hiring process really no. if you guys all believe in the same things you'll be focused on the same things it sounds beautiful what are some of the things that people take from working with you I think the biggest thing that people take away from working with me is that um, I teach people to decatastrophize life I teach people that um, a lot of what they're experiencing is a part of the human condition and normalizing um, what sometimes people let take over a bigger space in their life than they need to. So that acceptance and that understanding that um, that anxiety might always be there, but it just rides on your shoulder while you go and, and do whatever life has for you. Mm. And so I'm, I'm big at normalizing and I'm big on psychoeducation because I think when people understand themselves better, they understand how their biology is working with their mental health better, then you know how to advocate for yourself. So I'll do things like um, first session, I'll say, all right, I think you probably you haven't had a, a good old health checkup in a while. It's time to do that. Let's see if there's any biological factors that are impacting mm -hmm. this. And because I know people get nervous when they go to the doctor with that white coat syndrome, I'll say, bring out a piece of paper or put the notes on your phone and let's talk through, here's everything I want you to tell your doctor. Here's what I want you to ask them to test for. Because a lot of doctors don't think to test for things that are common culprits, like um, B6 and 12 deficiencies, zinc, your D vitamins, um, they usually check for thyroid, but there are a lot of physiological factors that impact our mental health. And we, we have to learn how to be good advocates for ourselves. That sounds like a fantastic process. And I think back to when you first came in, you actually started telling me about a service you're gonna be providing here soon that meets that need. Because as a clinician, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I'm not a doctor either, but I get super nerdy about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so my curiosity has really taken me the way of, of integrative medicine 
and starting to figure out that mind-body connection a little bit better mm. because I want to be able to teach people how to advocate for themselves and how to look to find the why of why the anxiety is there in the first place. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's biological or physiological factors and we need to teach people where to look. Sometimes it's child of origin stuff that comes up and we need to do some inner child work. There's a lot of different rocks we can overturn and that integrative medicine piece for me is really the next step of deepening my understanding of the way um, we very complexly work together, our mind, body, and spirit. Are we going to hold that off on the end so you can tell us more about that integrative work? Sure. Okay, great. So I want to tell me a little bit about your own personal mentors in practice, because I know that that's a big thing for practitioners like me just starting out to find other people can be more directive. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a set mentor, but I view all of my interactions as something I can learn from. So I learn stuff from my supervisees all the time. They've only been in practice maybe six months or a year or two years, mm -hmm. but um, they're new and creative ways of thinking about things. They've read a book I haven't read. Like I think that mentorship and um, is kind of all around us. And so I just try to look at life philosophically that way. I'm no better because I've done this for 18 years than someone who's done it for six months. I might have more tools in my tool belt over the right. years that I've accumulated, but that doesn't mean that they have anything less to offer. And I, I love coming into it with kind of an open heart and a not competitive nature at all. Oh my God, uh, that'll kill your practice so fast is if you start looking for anybody who might take from you. Absolutely. There is more than enough need in this world, right? There is more than enough need. And us working together to always match people with the best possible fit, it's not only good, healthy, and wise, but I think it's ethical. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so moving forward. So the summer's time is halfway along at this point. What does this look like for you? I'm really starting to get over my summer slump at this point and looking forward to my own mini break as people transition from their summer routine. What is your experiencing like? You've got 18 years worth of experience to share with my clinical listeners right now. Wrapping up in July, what, where are you at? Um, I am about to mostly focus on myself. In that, um, my husband and I just had our 25th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. And we will be taking a big trip. We're going to take a few weeks off. Go to Italy and Greece, Malta, the UK. Um, so we're going to celebrate celebrate us. Mm -hmm. um, and other than that, it's just enjoying grandkids and watching them play and enjoying warmer weather. Uh, mm. Soaking up the vitamin D that comes from the sunshine. Hashtag self-care. Absolutely. All right, so really quick, can we talk about your favorite interventions? Just some sort of tidbits or tips that you have working with adults and teens, your population, mm -hmm. that present with GAD. Even just three good tips for our listeners. Sure. The first thing I, it's important for people to know and understand is that uh, when we become anxious, when our anxious mind gets going, it is preparing us to fight flight or freeze. Right. So we start going into this very protective mode in our mind, which makes our breathing go shallow. It goes shallower because we're, again, we're preparing for something because anxious thoughts are fearful thoughts. Mm -hmm. Fearful thoughts means something bad's about to happen. So we start breathing a little bit shallower. Um, so the first thing you can do is that deep belly breathing. So 
You inhale through your mouth and feel your stomach expand in your lungs. You exhale and feel it all come in. As she's describing this, she's slowly hypnotizing me and she's getting me to do it with her. It's a, well, it works. But what that does is one, it resets the vagus nerve that goes from your gut to your brain. Um, that tells your brain it's okay to calm down. And when your brain calms down, the anxiety has to go away. And the reason for that is the only time we can do that deep belly breathing is when we're safe. Think about it. When you breathe deeply, you exhale slowly, you're sleeping, you're sitting and watching TV, something like you're, you're in a safe place. And it is an immediate signal to your brain that you're safe. Oh my God, that's like the tip that every single trauma counselor has ever shared with me or training Absolutely. is that if your muscles are tensed in any place, mm -hmm. shape or form, you can't achieve it. No, you just can't get there because your mind is preparing for a fight. Right. And so that deep breathing, as, as simple as it sounds, that is step one always. Let your brain know we're safe. Then once we know we're safe, we can start doing the other things. One of the, because uh, I want to give you three tips. So the second tip I'll give you is um, grounding techniques. So often when our anxious mind gets going, a lot of people describe this experience of almost leaving their body sometimes or right. having a little bit of a, of a dissociative feeling. And so the easiest and the simplest thing uh, to do is a five, four, three, two, one. So you focus on what are five things I can see in the room and you actually say them. I can see the microphone. I can see April's beautiful hair. You know, you go for the, the five things you can see. You go through four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. We all know what the five senses are. And even if you can't remember the exact order, it really doesn't matter. Just five, four, three, two, one yourself through the senses that you can remember, and you'll bring yourself back to planet Earth and bring yourself back into the present moment. The third thing that, that um, I want you to do is you've breathed, you've let your brain know you're calm, you five, four, three, two, one yourself, you're here on planet Earth, you're present in the moment. Now I want you to check that anxious thought. Check it with, is this a fact or a feeling? Because your anxious Ooh, thoughts like are that. not facts because they're in the future. They haven't happened yet. They're feelings. So we can challenge that. A fact, we can't. Is the sky blue today? The sky's blue or it's not blue, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that could be a fact. But is this a fact or a feeling? And once you start to understand that, then you can go, okay, this is just a feeling. I'm having this feeling of anxiety. I'm noticing this feeling of anxiety uh, or what I describe anxiety as, right? Lots of ruminating thoughts, sweaty pits, hearts going faster. I'm noticing those things. But because what I'm fearing is gonna happen hasn't happened, it probably won't happen. Right. The reality is I can choose to very intentionally and mindfully shrink that anxiety. I, I'm a visual learner, so mm -hmm. I always picture it. Like I shrink the like little anxiety monster down to a, you know, an appropriate bird size. And I set it on my shoulder. I picture myself just setting it on the shoulder. I know I'm not gonna get rid of it completely. And that's also okay. But it can go on my shoulder and I can walk forward anyway. I can go to the grocery store, I can go to the coffee shop and order my coffee, or whatever it is that you feel like is holding you back, 
don't let the anxiety be the stopper. Put it in it. Put it in its rightful place and right. go. Okay, I might be feeling you. I notice. I see you're here, but you're gonna ride on my shoulder, and I'm gonna live my life anyway. Those are the three quickest, best tips that I have for people. I love that. I really love the concept of factor feeling because I feel like we could almost break down every single sentence when we've got those cognitive distortions mm -hmm. into which one of these are words that aren't real. Which Absolutely. one of these are words that aren't happening right this moment. Absolutely. Because anxiety lives in the future and I don't know anyone with an accurate crystal ball. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Even your crystal ball might be broken or cracked or That's something right. like that. Okay, so I want to thank you again so much, Jennifer, for being here. I love you coming. I love you taking a chance and being the very first guest that we have on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Before we wrap up, let's tell clients a little bit about where they can find you. I always like connecting in real life. So um, tell me a little bit about anything you've got going on, your website, projects, Instagram. What? Okay. So, um, social media for the counseling community, you can find us at counselingcommunity.com or Instagram. I'm a regular poster on Instagram and it's just at counseling community. You'll find me. And then personally for my personal counseling, jenniferag.com or on Facebook. I have a Facebook page where I post tips, uh, helpful information, things of that nature. And that's at Jennifer AG counseling. And my last name is spelled A G E E. Four letters, Jennifer A.G. Okay, and real quick, I said we mm -hmm. would bring you back to your current project that you're working on as far as integrating that medical uh, CEU. Yes. So the integrative medicine for mental health practitioners, I'm going to start focusing on mid-July. So if people are interested in that, if they go to my Facebook page and they just message me and let me know that they would like to come to that training, um, I would be happy to then put them on the email list that gives all the details of that to get that set up. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's exactly how we met is yeah. because you were hosting different little CEU events. And so I can definitely say that the quality is fantastic. You get to meet other practitioners. And the best part about it is, is you get a certificate at the end. That's right. So closing up, I want to thank and appreciate you for joining me today. And I look forward to interacting on Instagram and Facebook at MyTherapies or through the hashtags Topeka Therapist and strive to respond to every single post. The Thank you again. If you're interested in meeting with us live, this month's podcast is sponsored in part by the 2019 KCAP Conference on Poverty. The Kansas Conference on Poverty brings together direct service workers, agency department management, agency board of directors, volunteers, and anti-poverty advocates from across Kansas nonprofit organizations, faith-based agencies, and government offices. Join us at the Capitol Plaza Hotel in Topeka, Kansas on July 17th and 18th in our live workshops. This year's conference theme is Working Towards Prosperity. I really, really enjoyed this conference. It's going to be my third year attending and my second year speaking. Each year, I get to discover new resources to add to my referral list, make friends with excellent people doing really great things in my state. When you are in business of solving problems and making change, you sometimes need to recharge your batteries and give back to other workers. And I feel like this conference does that well. We hope to see you live and in real life and welcome you to our community of change makers. Thanks so much for joining us on BNF Podcast. Check out this week's blog post for relevant links, resources, and homework. If this podcast helps you or your clients, continue to share our work with colleagues and consider purchasing CEUs at mytherapies.org slash BNF. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with us. 
always remember, you are enough. See you next week.